Classic Business with Michael Avery, sponsored by Alex Forbes, for insight, advice and impact. Welcome to Digital Natives here on Classic Business, where we discuss the latest advancements in tech and its impact on our world. Now, Gartner has uh, raised the spectre of departments outside of tech running their own IT functions under what's now called low-code and digital democratization. A study by the consultant come market research has shown that 46% of EMEA CIOs are moving to a world where techies are no longer the sole proprietor of a company's digital assets. Well, what does that mean? Uh, I'm joined by my next guest, who certainly understands that well, Andrew Bourne, Zoho's regional manager for the Africa region, a brand that's put itself out there recently, sponsoring the SA20. Andrew, isn't it just a great tournament breathing new life into SA cricket? Welcome. Yes, definitely. And thank you for having me. Now, firstly, and I suppose the most obvious question is, what is low code? Because I'm sure there will be uh, many who are listening to this with long memories that might shudder remembering the dark days of VB3 and Microsoft Access uh, and you know enthusiastic employees, maybe not with the right skills wreaking havoc on a company's infrastructure. What exactly is low code? So I'm going to try and explain it in the most simplest form possible. And so what low code is, is what we call platform as a service. You know, everyone talks about SaaS, which is software as a service. And that's where you get an application and you interact with the application and you'll use that application for your business use. An example would be like Zoho Books to run your finances. Platform as a service is where you've got all the infrastructure that's needed to manage um, an application from you know, servers to data centers to the um, security and the privacy layers of an application. And then what you get to do is you then get to build a custom application on this platform as a service. And so it goes from no code whatsoever where it's really just drag and drop. So you can, let's say, drag in a payment gateway. Uh, functionality yeah. into your application, or you can drag in, let's say, a barcode scanning um, uh, function into your application. We call those microservices. And then you can go ahead and you can change the forms. You can put in you know, a first name field, a last name field. So that's, that's what we call like the no code layer. Then there's low code where you can write what we call custom functions where um, it helps you to write the code. So you can drag in your if statements and you can drag in your mapping statements. So it just it helps you then to code. And then on top of that, you can even do your proper coding, which means then this sky's the limits on what you can build. Mm. Um, but I suppose in a, in a basic way, low code is really a, a, a platform that allows people to build their own applications right. without having to be a very, very specialist coder. Right. And in terms of applications, um, listening to you describe it, uh, I would certainly use this to try and iterate quickly, maybe prove a concept, uh, but I probably wouldn't use it in some of my my core IT architecture and infrastructure where uh, often you'd want to have, you know, coders um, working on that and building that almost from scratch. Where do you see the applications in your in your business for for low code? Where's the demand? Well, we see it in a lot of companies that have got what we call legacy applications or legacy systems. Right. These are systems that have been developed from the ground up. You know, that's where you get your coders in, specialist coders to build it from the ground all the way up. 
Uh, and what's happening in those departments is they're realizing how expensive it is to maintain these legacy systems. You also have to try and keep them up to date. Um, you also have to maintain the connections between your legacy systems and, and other third-party applications. Whereas uh, if you use a low-code platform, it's 10 times faster to set it up the application. It's 10 times faster to develop the application. It's 10 times faster to deploy the application. And then it's also 10 times um, cheaper to then maintain. So it's all about being able to free up your IT department to, to rather have applications that make it easier for them to maintain and build, which frees them up to build more technology for the business, more apps. Uh, and we've, we've actually got an example here in South Africa where we're dealing with a really well-known finance house. They, you know, they do bond origination. And, and I always like to give you know real-life examples. And they've got a big, big IT team, but just like I said, they're struggling to maintain all these apps that they've built. So now they're looking at rebuilding these applications on a low-code platform, which will just allow them to free up their staff to, to build more applications to benefit the business. And it's going to be about 10 times cheaper to maintain those applications. So yeah. that's one of the, the ways we're seeing it. And the second way we're seeing it is for companies just to build applications on a really affordable system. You know, um, one example is a company called Yellow, and they provide um, small little um, affordable solar systems and smart devices to people in East Africa, in Malawi and Uganda. And they've got about 100 staff in South Africa. They've got about 3,000 agents in East Africa, and they've got about 250,000 customers. And they were using spreadsheets to run nearly every part of the business, including logistics and um, paying commissions to their agents and all of that. And they found Zoho Creator, the low-code platform, and they built their first app within one day. And now they've built lots of more applications to run their business. And the CEO said in an interview that we had with him, he said, you have to find affordable technology if you're wanting to pass on the value and the affordability to your customers, especially in Africa. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all those benefits uh, really stack up. Uh, you know, if you're talking about something that uh, allows you to uh, to iterate quickly, you can build rapid prototypes. You can bring down the cost and 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 integrate those legacy systems. I think most companies today, uh, unless you're building something from first principle principles, have some kind of IT uh, technical debt uh, and and some of that legacy um, in in their architecture. When it comes to uh, the governance concerns and and just understanding the kinds of guardrails that your employees might have to go out and and play with this and deploy. It through through the enterprise, how do you ensure that you can do this safely and securely? Well, I mean that is the the brilliance of of, of what we've brought out in the Creator Six Zoho Creator Six, is it actually gives you the ability as your IT administrator or IT head or CTO as you want to call it, to actually put in guidelines and rules as to how your staff can build things. You can put in, let's say, security rules so that none of your staff can build an application without multi-factor authentication. 
which is very important for security policies. Or you could say that they can't you know, develop applications um, and connect it, let's say, to a specific third party. So there's certain kind of guidelines that you can put in place for the staff that are going to develop apps. Because at the end of the day, the best people actually to help you and guide you develop the apps are the staff members that are actually in that department. Um, and if you're going to teach them how to make use of this low code you know, platform, it's yeah. great. And it's, uh, you know, but you also need to make sure there's, you know, uh, rules and regulations in, in place. And so that's what Creator 6 does. It allows you to have that, that kind of higher hierarchical um, governance over what, mm. you know, what they do and how they do it. But, but Andrew, I mean, ultimately, what we're talking about here is enabling uh, cross-functional collaboration, as they call it, in, in organizations. So you've got an IT team, very often very specialized, and you've got other business centers that, that understand some of the business problems. And sometimes there's a bit of that lost in translation between the two when you know, that, that business uh, division approaches IT with a particular problem. I, I envisage this as being a bit of a bridge to, to help better understand and, and build solutions uh, for problems in an organization. So often there, there's been a big disconnect between IT and the rest of the business. Yeah, definitely. And we've even seen instances where, you know, staff members that aren't, let's say, part of the IT department will go and build what we call like a proof of concept. They'll go and build a really easy drag and drop, you know, um, application just to prove that it's going to help in their department. You know, so that's another reason why it just it adds so much value to an organization so that staff can go in and they can play around. And, you know, uh, you know, you can build things on spreadsheets, but once you build it into a application um, you know, environment and you've got barcode scanning and payment gateways and the like, you can really, you know, build something that you can show then, you know, the rest of the company exactly why you need it. And then the IT department can go and, you know, put all the bells and whistles and, and, and yeah. you know, fully roll out that application. Uh, just as we're running out of time, uh, with artificial intelligence uh, just uh, absolutely blowing every single industry wide open at the moment you've just got to see the share price of nvidia to understand the market potential here how do you see the the role of low code platforms evolving do you do you see ai starting to become more integrated into these things um and, and for users almost to have an interface that feels like you're operating i don't know an android system on a cell phone for example to to help democratize this even further yeah, definitely. So it's going to make it just even easier. You know, you've got this chat GPT open AI where you can actually request that the AI actually give you the code uh, to perform what you need the application to perform. You know, and I've seen people do it. I think the most important thing in the kind of the, the word that everyone's calling it is prompt engineering. You need to know how to instruct the AI. So you need to learn exactly you know, how to instruct the AI. You want to tell them that you want to use this sort of coding language. You need the application to do, you know, this. You want to map to this field. So you need to be very clued up with exactly yeah. how you instruct AI to really get a good result. But otherwise, it's really going to be amazing, you know, and enable people and to bridge that digital divide, especially in South Africa. Africa. Yeah, you do, you do need that base level of understanding. But I think therein lies an opportunity for organizations to, uh, and, and I think any organization that isn't doing a skills mapping and a skills audit at the moment, uh, you mentioned the word mapping, and it just triggered the idea that you, you now need to 
understand where your staff are in terms of digital maturity and you can start using this to to have that kind of conversation as well uh, and ensure that uh, you don't um, get left behind because these things are revolutionizing the marketplace. Andrew Bourne, thank you very much. Zoho's regional manager for the Africa region, talking low code in this week's Digital Natives here on Classic Business. Classic Business with Michael Avery, sponsored by Alex Forbes, for insight, advice and impact.